Shout out. But guys, it is time for my special guest. So let me tell you a little bit about him. So Okim, he is a pianist and composer whose music is described as cinematic classical. And he creates his signature sound by combining piano and orchestral instruments. And he's toured on keyboards for many of the biggest artists in the music industry from Leona Lewis, Tiny Temper, Boy George, Burner Boy, to even opening up for John Legend and Prince. I mean, superstar, right? <laughs> Hello, Okim. How are you doing? Yeah, feeling amazing. Thank you. Feeling amazing. Yeah. Great to have you here. Can you tell me in your own words and yeah. to the listeners, so who you are and what you do and what you're all about in your own words? Yeah, I mean, I'm a pianist and a composer. Yes, sir. So it's really important to try and get across to people that I, I write the music. I write mm-hmm. a lot of music and very passionate about piano music, orchestral music and live music experiences. So we always try and do some pretty exciting things on the live show. Nice. Just to make sure it's experiential and people remember it and especially if they've got a certain idea of what a classical type of concert mm-hmm. might be. Um, so especially when you get people who've never experienced the sound of an orchestra yeah. or music without lyrics and they come to the show and they're like, whoa, that was... Yeah. That's the thing, That's isn't weird. it? Because yeah. you, you get the vibe and you get the feeling fr- from the music, from the instruments. There's no lyrics, there's nothing. Yeah. You just get the mood and the feel from the different tones. So exactly. it's, it's so powerful. Yeah. So can you tell me, when, when did you start playing the piano? Is it something you did from very early on or something that came into your life later? Yeah, really early so I, I could play by ear probably when I was about five or six years old wow yeah. so we had a piano in the house so I used to just hear something on like a cartoon and then gone start and playing play the melody it. on the <gasps> no on the that, that is insane that's actually talent that gives me goosebumps because I, I have a five-year-old yeah so that's what I'm saying yeah. so to imagine that you at that age were literally playing like that from cartoons yeah. that's insane just that's picking out mad. those melodies and figuring out how to re- recreate it on the piano no, um, so I started doing my, my parents got me classical lessons from age nine so I did that for 13 years which was I think I didn't really love it at that point I just had that's what I was going to ask you yeah I just mm-hmm. had, a, had a talent my parents had kind of seen that and said let's get him lessons but you know at that point I was trying to be a professional basketball player really yeah Jeez. I was much more into sports than the music a lot of people always try to go the sport route before and yeah, then they... yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a similar thing essentially I, I always see you know a sports field is like a stage mm-hmm. and there's a ton of work that goes on behind the scenes do you know so what? It's a similar skill set to, to me. It's so interesting you say that because I come from an acting background. So before presenting, I did acting. I went to acting yeah. school. And they always, in our training, they always compared it to football. Yeah. Like, when you're on that stage, it's like a football match. You're all working in a team. If one um, flops, fails, whatever, yeah, yeah, it affects yeah. the whole team. Yeah, yeah, like it was always compared to that. So it's interesting you say yeah. that. Yeah, I agree with that. So. And you've also worked with like some really big clientele yeah. should I say <laughs> I you worked that. with yeah. Tiny Temper, Leona Lewis, Boy George, Idris Elba, Jacob yeah. Banks, Burner Boy and more so can you tell me about your experience in working with these um, different artists and uh, the good the bad any struggles yeah. uh, everything yeah. I want all the tea all right. okay. all right. if, if I'm going on too much tell me but I'll kind of um yeah spill it you all you chime in where, where you need yeah so 
went to uni to study business marketing, mm-hmm. but a piano scholarship as well. So I'm kind of doing Amazing. classical piano on like no one even knew I could do I could play the piano. Everyone yeah. knew me as a, a basketball player. Wow. Um, and so I finished uni and uh, didn't go, had two auditions. One was to go and do like a piano bar job in the Virgin Islands. Nice. But I can't sing. So even <gasps> though I tried to flag the audition by overplaying on the piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Play a little guys, bit loud. That's yeah, what I won't really. The guy's like, you can't actually sing. Uh, well, he said that to you. Well, but he's like, in can, other he's, words. He said, I can train you. But then it got weird and he invited me to his house and it's just, just oh. <laughs> <laughs> So that one didn't happen. And that was not oh, my, my path, thankfully. Like, but the second audition, equally random, um, it said... This is the Russian Robbie Williams. This is when Robbie was selling out 100,000 yeah. tickets a show. He was the guy. And it says for his massive pop star in Russia. But okay. um, he really wants a band from London. Yeah. So we did these auditions and got the contract. So graduated from uni in June. And in September, I was living in Moscow. Wow. Yeah, so Worldwide, off, baby. Yeah, yeah touring. Straight the back of uni, straight in at the top, so essentially. How old was you? 21, 22? 21, yeah. 21, yeah, 21 finished Just graduated uni. and, um, yeah, had no idea. Gone and li- I'm living walking distance from Red Square and mm-hmm. the Kremlin, right in the center of Moscow, playing for this guy called Sergei Lazarev, mm-hmm. who you probably don't know. Obviously, we didn't know here, but over there, he is the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. <laughs> and we, we didn't know that. We were in rehearsals. It must be about day 10 of rehearsals. And we go to McDonald's in the middle of Moscow, and he shuts it down. Shuts it down. Yeah, what paparazzi. Oh, I mean, everyone's going And you're crazy. like, oh, wow, everyone's we're the, with a big deal right now. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, damn. Like, he, he's famous he's for real. He's a big deal. He's famous for real. That is so, so crazy. Um, so, yeah, we were supposed to be there for uh, four months. It's supposed to be one month of rehearsals, three months of touring, and end up living there for four years. Wow. Which is amazing. So, Did um, you stay there um, because of the tour? Did you really enjoy yeah, it? Yeah, the tour. We were just and loving it. It, it, was, was, nice. it, was, it was really interesting. Uh, you forget how big Russia is. So we, Russia's massive. massive. When you look at it on, on the globe, it's, it's like massive. So half of the globe nearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and he's famous in Latvia, Ukraine. So we were doing all the surra- Kazakhstan. We were doing mm-hmm. all the surrounding places that we never really think of over here. But... That's where I kind of learned how to accompany a singer rather than more the classical yeah. piano stuff. So, yeah, I really kind of learned on the job and with a really amazing band, some amazing musicians. It's like a reality TV show. There's six of us put into this house in the middle. But that's what I mean. It sounds amazing and yeah, so inspiring. I'm literally listening to you. I'm like picturing it all. I'm like, wow. It was just, like, it's like a movie. That is yeah. so cool. But, but the thing with that was going in at the top in another country is great but obviously when I came back to London no one knew who I was no one knew who Sergey okay. was so um, it was literally one week I was playing in an arena in St. Petersburg mm-hmm. the week after I was playing in a pub in East London for six oh, people wow. yeah and I feel like three of them were like the other band <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you saw a big difference you was like yeah. over there it's like this yeah. and then you come back to yeah. London but I didn't mind I, I, I just I love, I love music and the person I was playing for was an amazing singer and yeah. she went on to do amazing things and and we just it, it's all good good vibes there's no kind of like oh I should be playing arenas yeah and like, it was like a good experience for you i suppose yeah and a lot of growth because you were really young as well when you yeah. when you moved out there yeah so you know you got to tour in yeah. very straight on which is amazing yeah. can you tell me what um what's your creative process like when you're composing music um it's it's really interesting i kind of do draw on so all the experiences from touring and working with all these other artists and 
um, and being on stage a lot, mm -hmm. I, I do think about the live, how this is going to come across live is quite a thought. But when I'm kind of creating, I like to start with like uh, an emotion in mind or a feeling. Um, mm -hmm. It's, excuse me, it's quite a, a usual way that I start the sort of process and thinking what feeling am I trying to get across through this music? So I may write a song about asking for forgiveness, for example. Yeah. But obviously there's no lyrics, so how do you get that across in just music? Yeah, that's interesting. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's yeah. quite a hard job, isn't it? Because yeah. you have to... The tones, different tones will represent yeah. different emotions. Yeah. That's nice. I'm surprised you, you don't know how to sing, though, because you've got oh, I mean, the ear for the plane. Oh, I but you just, how to sing. It just how to sing. Just, that's not my gift, and you have to accept that at some point. It's like, I always wanted to be a singer. Well, yeah. Not always wanted to be a singer. I can't <laughs> sing for... Yeah. I can't yeah. sing at all. But when I went acting school, um, we did have singing lessons. Yeah. And I really wanted to be good, but I was so bad. Tone and, deaf, and, absolutely tone deaf. You just got to accept that's not your gift. Uh, yeah, You've literally. Got so many other things to offer. And and let me just say yeah. to the acting, that's just not yeah. it. I mean, it's I could have spent funny. 10 years trying to be John Legend. And I probably would have fooled quite a few people because I can play the piano. Mm -hmm. But that's not my gift. So. No, I get you. We've got to accept it. Yeah. So you've got. Um, your new song Oceans yeah yes can you tell me about that what was the inspiration behind that so Oceans was one of the first songs so I just finished my first album called Zero it's called X-I-R-O and that was going really well it was really exciting mm -hmm. just kind of you know attacking this new genre after doing all the pop stuff for so long mm -hmm. and kind of as that had settled down and you start trying to write again um, it's a bit it's weird because the first album it's like you're just full of confidence because mm -hmm. you're just doing it you're just going yeah. for it just having fun you're experimenting musically sound wise no one's expecting anything so mm -hmm. you're just going yeah and what will be will be and then when people liked the first album I came around to writing the second it's like I felt a bit of pressure because I was like I hope people like this as much as they liked did it have like a album. really really good um would you call it like a good feedback the first one so you kind of put set the bar really high for you for the well, second one well like so if i go back i saw a little chapter before i started my stuff so mm -hmm. the last tour i did before that was i was playing with tiny temper mm -hmm. so i'm playing with tiny for about three years nice and it's obviously when we're playing pass out and earthquake and oh, sick. And, yeah, start, yeah, and it's yeah. like high That's energy amazing. it's main stage at festivals it's crazy you're up there energy yeah feeling amazing and shots of whiskey on stage all the, mad <laughs> all the madness it's superstar yeah. superstar living all the madness you know? so to go from that to then being a composer mm -hmm. and writing instrumental piano music was a massive massive difference in energy and, and approach so when I started playing my own stuff live mm -hmm. obviously I've been used to that tiny reaction and you come off and everyone's yes. euphoric and just bouncing off the walls to, um, to when I started doing my stuff and grown men were crying is wow. a very deep emotional reaction to this music you know that's beautiful and that was from though. the first show from the very first show i'll never forget this guy comes up to me and said i don't cry i'm not a crier mm -hmm. but something in your music made me cry it touched him yeah music is, is so touching yeah you know? yeah so and that happened obviously you've seen a bit of the guest book i've mm -hmm. got there and if you read through the comments and i will there, do i'm, I'm gonna read it after people <laughs> really had an amazing connection to the music yeah so when it came around to writing again i was like where do I start? Because mm -hmm. there was that little pressure. Even though it's like, it wasn't massive. It wasn't like I was 
you know, but it's, it's still pressure because it had such good feedback and yeah. it was so touching that it's kind of like, okay, how do I do that again but do something different that's going to yeah. have the same effect? Yeah. So, well, should we yeah. have a little listen yeah, to Oceans? Yeah, to what I came up with. <laughs> Let's go.
I mean, wow. Just wow. Did you guys hear that? I mean, all the listeners, you need you need to give me a WhatsApp and let me know <laughs> how that made you feel because I'm feeling in my feels. It's so deep. I'm going to give them the WhatsApp. WhatsApp us on 7 94 Okay, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank <laughs> I need to hear you do that live. You got to see it live. Got to see it live. Because it, it's, it's amazing to, to try and capture the emotion and the passion mm -hmm. in a recording. But when you're in the room live seeing the orchestra going for it hearing just it's just a different thing of it's course and everyone's energy yeah, fills the room and then yeah. it's contagious you know yeah. so that must be insane and i want to talk about your performances because yeah. you performed at buckingham palace yeah lenny kravitz house yeah and you did a mass meditation at the british museum so yeah. can you and you also had a headline concert at proud embankment so yeah. can you tell me about these amazing performances and what was the experience like and your favorites not yeah. so favorites <laughs> uh i'll tell you about the lenny kravitz one first yeah um and then some of the others but the lenny was really is my is like a movie it's like a weird movie so i get a message an email are you available on this date mm -hmm. i was like yeah i can do that date they said right we've got uh a client would like to book you for a private event in paris uh, nice that's Hurry. all we, that's all we can tell you Wow. I was like, cool, sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, do the ticket, travel over on the Eurostar. This is great. Get picked up, go to the hotel. It's a really hot day. And they're like, nice. we've got your coffee downstairs. Go down to this amazing building that honestly looked like an embassy. It was wow. massive. Mad security out the front. So I get there. They check my name off. They mm -hmm. tape up my phone. And no cameras. <gasps> you can't take no any pictures. That's how you know it's serious. That's yeah. how you know it's <laughs> serious. And these two hench dudes uh, walk me to this crystal piano wow. to watch me sound check. They stood by me while I sound checked. Yeah, it was, I was like, man, guys. I'm not going <laughs> like, to take the piano. Space, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but at that point, I didn't know what it was. Right. I still didn't know what it was. Then eventually they left. I looked up on the wall next to me. There's all these um, shells for the trophies. I see a GQ Man of the Year award. I see some mm. Grammy awards. Like, whose house is it? What is this wow. place? This is not an embassy. So I go and look <laughs> this over. This is a house. <laughs> this is a house. This is nuts. So obviously you walk over and um, yes, Lenny Kravitz's house. Wow. Yeah, and it was for his daughter, Zoe Kravitz's wedding, <gasps> which was just mad. That must have been like an honor for you to do as well. Like, wow, I'm doing this for, for your daughter's wedding. Do you know, do you know the yeah. real honor of it was um, that Zoe had heard one of my songs. Mm -hmm. and had us so at the end Lenny came up he said oh man you gotta wait Zoe wants to meet you and we'll take some mm -hmm. pictures and stuff so uh, there was this I mean it's great obviously all of Hollywood A-lists are there and I've got this one moment I've been on Instagram really getting into Alicia Keys' husband stuff Swiss Beats mm -hmm. like I love his stuff I love his he's so he's smart he's just been studying at Harvard I'm like man this guy is just he, he's just killing it and then this is this scene where I'm stood there Lenny Kravitz on my left Swiss beats on my right, and we're just having a chat, just waiting for Zoe to turn wow. up. And um, <laughs> it's just wild. And then it's probably the first time I've got nervous around a celebrity. Really? Was and you a, a bit starstruck? No, nah, everyone no. else was fine. Like Denzel Washington walked in. We were cool. I, we had a great chat. I love that guy. 
But then after that, I saw Alicia Keys. Obviously, she was there with Swift. Yes, of course. And she's like, literally, I could put my arm out and touch her on the shoulder. And I was like, When you start starting to... I was like, I've got to leave this one. I've got to leave this one. And turn and run. But yeah, thankfully, I saw her again. And I'd actually gone to speak to her. And that was a different event. But yeah, that was that was great. So these opportunities that have come up. And it's amazing. It's all come up through people discovering my, my own music mm-hmm. and seeing what I do live and seeing how important it is to me, I think, to provide an experience for live. Rather mm-hmm. than just being a pianist and doing a great piano performance or whatever you're asked to do, it's can you bring something else? And like an experience. You want to give everyone experience so, and leave so them important. with something. It's so important. So when you started your career, did you have like an agent then that was getting you your booking? So it was all just direct contact to you? It was direct. It was word of so mouth. So independent. I'm still independent, pretty wow. much. I mean, to I told you he's a superstar, you guys. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the main thing is, any opportunity I got, I treated it like I was going to play in an arena with Tiny. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd bring the best equipment. I used to take studio monitors to play like in someone's living room, rather than like a little PA system. Wow. I was like, no, because I want the audio to be as good as possible. So I'll take really good <laughs> studio monitors. Yeah. So, so it's just a bit better audio, even if it's someone's living room. I played in a Costa Coffee, in a place called mm-hmm. Newark, which you probably never even heard of. But a dragon, an arena setup to go and play in the corner of Costa Coffee. But that, that's nice, you know, like that's quality. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That's probably that's your craft. So yeah. actually, and you have loads to show for it. I feel like and it's because you know you're like that, and you you take it serious. You go that yeah. extra mile. Yeah, exactly. That's really important to me to to do that. And you also have your new album, yes. the Golden Circle. Yeah. So can you tell me about that and why did you choose that title? Oh, it's such an important album because we've recorded it three times. Mm-hmm. So it's a proper okay. journey to have. Obviously, today it's just been released. But the journey to get woo-woo. here. Woo-woo. Yeah, hey, hey, oh, I need a little bump for that. Yeah. Where's the little bump? There we go. Yes, yeah, what a journey. But, you know, we, uh, you know I, I wrote most of it before the lockdowns. Everything was going amazingly well. Um, then, obviously, the lockdowns set everything back. We did a studio recording that mm-hmm. just didn't quite hit where I wanted it to get to. We did um, remote recordings during lockdown and obviously the quality yeah. wasn't because a lot of people's living rooms so it wasn't... Oh, yeah. So the quality wasn't quite there. That, that's an, I'm interested to know that though. How yeah. did the pandemic affect your work as well? Did it have an impact? Yeah, massively because, yeah. you know, I live on stage. I'm on... Exactly. You know, I do, you know probably over 100 performances a year so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, doing a, I'm performing a lot. So what that, were you doing? Did you do something else or did you continue just, just following your craft? I just sat home. No, but and that's all right. Some yeah, people, no, they, they just did that and it's no, fine. Thankfully, I found different avenues. I started yeah. writing music for adverts mm-hmm. and um, started doing live stream shows. As well, it's yeah. weird doing corporate live streams. I was doing like, gigs for companies in New York or, over Zoom. Over Zoom. You know, when you like trigger an applause at the end of the performance. <laughs> 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 yeah. And start to, but it was, it was great. It's weird. But it, you know, stuff was coming through, and that was that was great. So, but then obviously, I did. I signed a deal with an Apple bought a label called Platoon. Okay, amazing. And it's yeah. I think three offers came in at once after kind of nothing for a while, and they were great. They were they've been amazing to work with and to record the album to the quality you just heard so to the level that I envisioned was so important. So we did that, and we're here in like. I called it the, the golden circle because I heard someone say something. I think he said the winner's circle or something, but he's talking mm-hmm. about this unit. And 
was like, I've had the, I've had some amazing experiences when people have heard my music. Like this year, I played at the O2 Arena. Nice, big. Yeah, played two of my own songs from my album, and then finished. And people come up to me and say, "Sorry, what's your name? We don't know who you are, but we love your music." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "There's this sort of little circle of people that, when they have heard it, really connect with the music." And these amazing opportunities are coming from that. So I was like, anyone that's kind of heard it, that's like the golden circle. The golden They're circle. They're in the golden circle. Yeah. No, I, um, I love that. It's been, a, it's been a really beautiful reaction so, so far. It must be really rewarding as well. Is that like the most rewarding thing you would say in your career when you get that connection from your audience? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. I really think so. Because um, I think because I've had so many experiences before, playing a lot of pop music and the reaction from that and that's mm-hmm. that's got its place and you're, you're taking people to a different place emotionally and maybe you want them to have a different feeling sometimes it's just escapism mm-hmm. sometimes you know, you're playing Miami to Ibiza and you just want to just party yeah, and just party. jump around party. and yeah just go mad <laughs> and then with my stuff when people are talking about um, it's the first time they've cried in years the first time they thought these thoughts in years they it gave them peace all these kind of comments um, like epiphanies as well I suppose yeah, like emotional yeah, sort of like yeah. something happens it's yeah. an experience yeah. so should Beautiful. we have a listen to the golden circle shall I tell you can I tell you something about this first yes because this is a big experiment let me, let me tell, tell you us, tell us so. present it to us <laughs> <laughs> alright so just so you know this is me trying to combine the African hand drum mm-hmm. and African percussion with the piano and with an orchestra okay that was kind of the goal let's try and combine um, genres styles energies and um let's see what happens let's see you guys
Wow. Once again, that's like my favorite word today. Just wow. I love that. And I love the drums as well. Yeah. Like when he came in, it was like, oh, I'm feeling that. And I also have Grant C, who's locked in right now. Shout out to you. He's feeling it. We've got JK in the building as well, feeling it. Locked in. Graham. Everybody's feeling it. They're love loving that. the vibe. Really, really nice. So can you tell me what you have coming up next? Where can people find you? What can they come to see now that they've heard your music? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the next big one, which we're kind of putting so much energy and passion into is, so obviously the album's come out today. Next week, Thursday, 10th of November is like a celebration concert. It's the album release concert. Release party. Yeah, we've got the whole (laughs) Infinity Orchestra. Um, some special guests that Amazing. you just have to be there to see. Um, be there or be squared, you guys. Yeah, you can get some tickets. These special guests, put like, between them, they've, they've performed for millions mm-hmm. of people. So, um, it's, so it's, it's big, big special guests then. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's really weird because I want to announce it, but I think the surprise in the night is going to be worth that's nice where, where yeah. can they find tickets if they want to purchase so the easiest way is on my instagram tell so, us your instagram so it's okiem o-k-i-e-m official and the link in the bio you can get the tickets it's at union chapel in mm-hmm. islington beautiful venue really beautiful i've venue. never been so i'm oh, gonna yeah. go for the first time yeah. i'm gonna yeah. be there you guys next yeah Thursday. it's gonna be spectacular <laughs> So, um, yeah, really looking forward to that. And then as soon as that's done, then I start rehearsals for December mm-hmm. where I'm going on an arena, UK arena tour. Nice. With the boy band Blue. Woo-hoo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a little, where's my applause? Let me give you a little applause for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's super star. That's amazing. How yeah. long is that um, tour for then? So three weeks. So I think we do 13 or 14 arenas, I think it is, uh, all throughout the UK. And... Yeah, that's that's really weird and wonderful because obviously they're a big pop band. Mm-hmm. It's arenas, and to ask me to open up that show for them with my style of music, I think is really unique. I hope mm-hmm. I think in the pop world, you wouldn't really get a composer. But that's what I'm saying. I so. feel like what you're doing is so amazing because it's like you wouldn't expect it, but the fact that you're like doing these amazing things is like you're you're breaking through that barrier for that market do you know what i mean that's what no that's what you're do. doing yeah. it yeah that's what you're trying to do but you are doing it yeah. so yeah. i can't wait to see like what more comes from now you know from the tour and things yeah. like that yeah so it's cool so i'll do some of my own original pieces then i'm going to perform some songs with blue mm-hmm. um which is just cool it's just interesting to make piano arrangements of some of their big hit songs of and, course um see what that feels like in an arena in an arena we go and see him <laughs> so if you could collab with any artist because you've worked with massive people yeah. massive massive so but if you could work with anyone else is there anyone in the uk or in the states that you really want to work with uh in the uk do you know what? i would love to work with adele mm-hmm. mainly out of curiosity because because she's so popular mm-hmm. i just want to see what what it looks like from the stage yeah. and what she does yeah, to yeah. people um, to be that world famous not even famous that just the, the popularity of her music yeah because she, she's known like world worldwide wide. I remember and being she, in Australia her mm. billboards are every, it's just everywhere wow yeah. and she has really <laughs> heartfelt music as well yeah. like you know her songs yeah. go in deep and you're like <gasps> yeah that, that would be that would be cool um, I'd love to do something with Burner Boy because mm-hmm. obviously when I, when I did work with him 
uh, I brought together my orchestra, the Infinity Orchestra, to play mm -hmm. in his live shows. Nice. And funnily enough, this is the crazy thing. So they said they needed an interlude, musical mm -hmm. interlude. Um, I was like, great, listen to this. Sent them the Golden Circle. They're like, we love it. And we're in rehearsals, and I'm playing it, and Bernard's loving it. He's kind of writing a song on top of it. I'm like, oh, this is sick. <laughs> uh, and then the moment came in the O2 Arena, and I think... When the show should have started, there were still like 7,000 people outside. Mm. So it started really late. And then mm -hmm. I got a little message in my ear. Oh, okay, I'm really sorry. We're going to have to cut the song. No. Because the show's running over. Yeah. <gasps> so we never got to do that. But I would love to... Obviously, the combination of the African hand drums and the percussion and what I think... How you could combine that with the orchestra, with yeah. like a burner boy, could be. That would be amazing. It would be nuts. insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really want to see that. Yeah. You know? so. it, it will happen. You've got to manifest, speak into existence. Yeah, exa it's going exactly. Happen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is, this is a question I'm sure loads of listeners, especially composers, will want to know. Mm. So, if you could give yourself any advice when you first started your career, yeah. what would it be? Remember the feeling, connect to the feeling, mm -hmm. connect to the feeling of being fearless, mm -hmm. courageous, just making the music that you want to make. That's just the most beautiful place to be in. You know, I've been in a lot of camps where you have to make music to fit a Radio One sound or mm -hmm. this sound or manufacture music. If you're lucky enough to be able to just make the music you love and you want to make, remember that feeling and lock into that all yeah. the time. And then study, you got to learn if, if basically some people are really lucky and they get an amazing team from the get-go and someone's doing your social media and someone's doing your mm -hmm. this and that but if you're a one-man band and you're just starting out learn learn, learn. To get a bit of graphic mm -hmm. design in, you know <laughs> you know what I mean learn a bit about social media yeah uh, learn how to if you're going to connect with someone in the music industry little things what format do they want to receive the music in yeah for example, I was speaking to someone in America last week. They said, we only want it on SoundCloud. Said, oh, I see. So they don't cool. want anything else. Want, files. Yeah, they don't want they want. So it's like learning these little nuances around how you can move your career forward. Um, doing your research. Doing your research. And obviously get really, really good at what you do. So if you're, if you're writing composing music, keep composing until you're finding mm -hmm. these gems, these absolute beautiful pieces of music. If you're on stage, if you're a live performer, you've got to be on stage performing constantly Pr practice makes perfect the more you yeah. do something the better you become at it and it's yeah. your craft so you've got to just keep doing it yeah. and it goes back to what we were speaking about earlier how um being on stage is like being on a football match and it's just that the same way athletes need to train to keep fit musicians yeah. you know actors like creatives yeah. you need to keep training that craft to, to just keep better and to. better i tell you what this is one thing i got some inspiration from ed sheeran from mm -hmm. so when i'm first starting out i'm trying to research everyone my whole question is, how did they become who they became? Mm -hmm. So I'll pick an artist and I'll watch everything on them as they were. Their old interviews, biographies, documentaries, anything I could find. Ed Sheeran was particularly interesting to me because he was he's competitive, which I resonate with. <laughs> but the guy that he was kind of looking up to, I think at the point, was doing about 120 shows a year. Wow. Which is big. Yeah. And Ed's like, I want to do double that. <gasps> yeah. And he's going out to every pub in the country. He's just like playing every weekend, two gigs a night, three gigs a night. He's just living on stage. Why is he so he's comfortable just doing it. playing oh, acoustic yeah, guitar yeah, in a yeah. stadium? He's done a thousand shows. He's putting the reps. 
you don't do a handful of shows and suddenly jump up to being super comfortable in front of 10,000 no, or 100,000 people. Yeah. That's, in, that's actually so crazy. So get out there. You've got to do Practice it. makes perfect, you guys. <laughs> you got to do the craft. You've I feel, I feel like it. also, like for success to like manifest as well, is that like you have to become that person. So you, you want this sort of success. Okay, what does that that person's lifestyle looks like what's their daily habits you know what's yeah. their routine like and i feel like once you embody that that's that's when it comes you know exactly i agree so now thank you so much Akim, yeah, for answering pleasure. all those questions and now we've got two little fun ones so if you could have any superpower what would it be to sing <laughs> listen me and you both me and you both like i'm so tone deaf and you know what's funny like earlier not, not recently but years ago i had i even had a music manager approach me yeah. and he said do you sing and i said i can't sing he said just try sing your voice and i can put you in a group let's yeah, do this yeah, yeah. and i'm there sent my voice note do you think he ever replied <laughs> it's bad i'm absolutely tone deaf but I'm a professional shower singer. I'm with okay. you. That's where that's the level I'm at. Yeah. No, no one likes my singing. The only person yeah. that likes my singing is my son. Yeah. So I think he's, he's biased, isn't it? Uh, and um, so if you could, okay. So what would you rather do? Speak all languages or speak to animals? Speak all languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Because I love the sound of languages, and as much as I like animals mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing better than connecting with human beings yeah it'll be a bit crazy just talking to the, the animals animals yeah, follow me you yeah know? That, that's a party for one no 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 it's <laughs> <laughs> a party for one no that's funny well thank you Akin, for coming it's been amazing thank to have you, you so here much. and to meet you remind us once more about your um, your socials where people can yeah. find you and the tickets to your show next week yeah so uh, Instagram I'm actually on there and I reply and talk to people and connect so it's Okiem O-K-I-E-M official Okiem official on the Instagram next week is the headline album release concert at Union Chapel on Thursday that's the 10th of November and then uh, if you're a blue fan and want a bit of a come sing one love and all rise yes, come sir. join me throughout December that's it <laughs> on, the, on the arena tour oh amazing well thank you Okiem yeah thank you so much